0: The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times best-selling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Former NFL superstar, seven-time Pro Bowl player, and Super Bowl champion, Michael Strahan is a former defensive end for the New York Giants. Following his retirement from the NFL in 2008, Strahan was hired as a football analyst with Fox Sports. He's also done several commercials for Subway. In 2014, he joined Good Morning America, and he was elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in February 2014. Give it up for Michael Strahan!
1: Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, you can do better than that. Good morning, everybody. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Really, I'm sitting back there watching you, and I thought you turned into a rapper for a minute when you got everybody up. And then I'm watching me play football, which I haven't seen that in a long time, and being serious. And then next thing you know, I watch me dancing coming out of the back of the stage with Kelly. And it made me realize how ridiculous my life is.
0: You know what? The crazy thing is, okay, so we, we just got to do the number one, like the one question that's burning in all these kids' heads because they keep asking me, how do you transition? Like, how do you go from football superstar
1: to the Michael and Kelly show?
0: Uh,
1: don't <laughs> let Kelly hear you say it that way. Um, it, it's It actually, I never looked at it. Literally, until I just saw that, I said, wow, that's really ridiculous to be able to do both. But being in it and being in the middle of it, I'd never thought of it that way because I was never told that I couldn't do something. So I never said, okay, when I'm done playing football or as a football player, this is all that I can do. That was what I did at that time. But the second that I decided to retire after 15 years of playing, I wanted to do something else. I'm mean, yeah, still young. you know. I, I still wanted to have a long life to live, and I wanted to enjoy it. And when I got an opportunity to do the show as a guest co-host, long before Regis retired, long before I had an opportunity to um, take over the job, I was like, wow, this is cool. I could do this. And I just never limit myself. There's nothing you can't do. We put limits on ourselves. That's why we don't accomplish or most people don't accomplish their dreams because they cap their dreams. It's a dream. It's not attainable. For me, if I dream about it, what says I can't do it? You know, I I love that because we keep bringing
0: up superstars in business and everybody says the same thing. I know personally when I made the transition from just being a dentist to being a dentist on TV, I took classes. I took hosting classes, acting classes, all those kinds of things because I I wanted to be the best me I could be. Did you just do it or did you take classes? Was there training? I mean,
1: on-the-job training? What was it? I hate to tell you I just did it. I didn't take classes. Yeah, you're better than me. (laughs) But I figure I'm. I'm like this. I love people, right? And I love to to like learn and I and I study people. When I went to college, when I first my major, I ended up being business, but I was a um, psychology major when I first went because I love to figure out how people think and what makes people tick and how to motivate people. And that's the thing I love most about football. And that's the thing I love most about being on teams is that you motivate people and you have to figure out how to have to figure out how to motivate you and how to motivate you and how to motivate you to all believe in the same thing to accomplish the same goal but each one of you is different i may have to yell at you yeah you look like i have to yell at you like get up and come on let's go (laughs) <laughs> and, then I, and then when I played football, Brandon Jacobs was the running back we had. He was huge, like 6'4", 265-pound running back. And I would have to get in his face in the locker before every game. Go, come on, run big. They don't want to hit you to get him going. Then Eli Manning is next to him, and Eli is just sitting there like, <laughs> So I would look at Eli, and I would say, just have fun. And I would shake his hand and smile. You have to, um, I I understood how to learn from everybody to motivate everybody, and that's what I loved about being a part of a team. But when it came to doing these jobs, it was the same thing. I had to study people who had done them before I did them. I had to, if I was around somebody who was in that business, they wouldn't know, but I'm watching them. And I'm paying attention to what they're doing and how they did it. And, And that really was how this job came about. My study in my class was watching people who were successful at it.
0: And this is what we tell them over and over again. I'm going to ask you two questions. The first one will be really easy. The second one is going to be really hard. And when I ask the first one, you're going to know what the second one was. In your entire career, what was the highest high?
1: Football, everything combined? But I've had like three, two, three good careers. Whole thing. Whole like thing. my professional career, you pick. My professional career the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl against the Patriots, who were undefeated, was by far the best thing. Because that, thank you, because that was the biggest lesson in believing in yourself when nobody else does, because they were 18-0, and they had beaten, obviously beaten everybody, hadn't lost a game at that point, going into a Super Bowl against a team that no one gave any credit to and thought had a chance, and they had beaten us earlier in the year, and for us to I'd be in the locker room with each other and you can just feel we, we didn't want to, we wanted to win, everybody, everybody wants to win right? We all want to win we all want to be successful, we all want to accomplish what we want to accomplish and we were a team that wanted that and we lost to them earlier in the year and the difference between beating them at the, in the Super Bowl and losing, it was that we went from a team that wanted to win to a team that expected to win so if you want to be successful, that's great I don't know many people out there walking the street who don't want to be successful, but who expects to be successful. We expected it, and we made it happen. And that was the difference, and that was the biggest accomplishment because I pretty much as an individual won everything I could do as a a professional football player. And it was good, but it never was fulfilling. And to see a team out there with a confetti dropping and something that we all share, we'll never forget, that trumped Pro Bowls and everything else by far.
0: All right, other side, lowest low. And, and part two of the lowest low, how did you get out of that? Because we all experience, you know, areas that and, – and, and what we like to – I like to teach these guys is it's not failure. It's practice. You never fail till you give up, right? So there had to be a time in your career when it was pretty
1: low, and I want to know what you did to get yourself back up on top. I think probably um, – in. It may not seem like a low to most people, but for me, it was the point in my life where I realized I decided that, I, I found that I can change and make my life what I want it to be. I have the decision and the, the ability to do that. It was when I was 13 years old. It's kind of a funny story. And I would, I'm the youngest of six kids. And my, I'd run around, try to follow my brothers all around the place with their friends, and they would never wanted me around. I'm the youngest brother. And they would call me Bob. I'm like Bob. My name's Michael. You know, Bob. What's Bob? And Bob. And I was, you know, I was a healthy kid. You know, I like to eat. So Bob meant booty on back. <laughs> <laughs> so you so <said, laughs> chunky. You can grab your wallet like that. Your booty's so high. So, but when, I, when you're 13 years old, though, I cried. I was like, oh, call me Bob. You know, it's like crying. But it. I decided at that moment I could either cry about being Bob or I could change back to you know not being Bob. So I started working out and I started going to the gym, I started doing push-ups and sit-ups and, and all those like basic things that you only think you know to do at 13 and it changed my life and it made that became a habit. And I grew up in Germany, I did not grow up in football Mecca of the world. You grew, you grew up in Germany? Yeah. How I, many years were you there? My my parents were there for 19 years. You still speak German? I never really spoke German. I've got
0: I, I cuz I got a bunch of Germans here we could test you out. No
1: no no no. 9 9. So I I speak I can order food and drinks right now. It's been a while. But when I was 9 years old, we moved to Germany. And I didn't play football at all in Germany until my senior year of high school after working out from 13 to 16. My dad said, "You know, I'm going to send you to Houston. You can stay with your uncle and get a football scholarship. Now, any, everybody here knows how big football and sports are here in this country. I had no idea, really. And being in Texas, which is the crazy mecca of football, you get more people watching a football game in high school than a lot of pro teams get. Right. I said, okay. So I got on the plane, flew to Houston, stayed with my uncle for five months, Played football one year, had no idea what I was doing, I was horrible I was just like, get the guy with the ball that's all I knew <laughs> And um, but I got one scholarship offer to Texas Southern University and um, I signed the scholarship and immediately signed it and flew back to Germany in December and finished high school over there and so I came back to the states for five months my senior year to get a scholarship that my dad said that I was going to get and that right there also was another moment that I said, hey, if you don't have... If, if it's not... My dad never said if. It was always when. And I look now, even with my kids, and it's always when something happens. I never tell them if. Because he never let me doubt. He never even put the seed of doubt in my head. And that's how I approach everything. I never doubt it. If it's there and I want it, or I need to have get it done, it'll get done. I'll make, figure out a way. Nothing the problem. Just something interesting to solve. All right. So Regis
0: Philburn has been on that show for like 60 years. How do they get the idea to replace a what, 6 foot 6 African American football player with a 5 foot 6 80 year old icon in TV? Like Whose idea
1: was it that this was going to be a great idea, and how that all happened? Well, I, I honestly thought you were going to say, oh, "I'm six five. I am 6'5", i do not want to steal the extra." Action. Oh, excuse me. But I thought you were going to say, "How did you get the idea for a six five football player with a big gap between his teeth?" And I was like, "What? <laughs> your we'll tell him, You're my dentist? we'll, we'll um, tell him the game. I tried to fix it, people. He wouldn't let me. <laughs> I wouldn't let him. It's a money maker right here. You can't fix this gap. But you know, they um, they took a chance." Because I was so far out of the box and when I first did it when I first went out at, at the guest I didn't go in thinking I'm here to audition for the job I went in and said huh this is cool this is fun just have fun with it and after the first show first time I did it the hour goes by like that I mean an hour is really a short period of time and I said oh. Kelly always tells the story that she knew I would be right for the job after the first show I ever did with her and I said when can we do it again can I come back because she said most people were so worried about how did I do? Am I good? Oh, I'm worried about this. I shouldn't have said that. I didn't care about that. I approached it like like with, with with a lot of fun because I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. Who says you can't have fun at work? Who says that? At what point do you grow up to where life is not supposed to be fun? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So- and you almost
0: feel guilty, like me, like when I'm sitting in my office doing teeth, I just love it,
1: and I feel like wow. And I also get paid for it, right? What you probably love is somebody going, they're not loving it so much. But you're like, oh, this is great. And they're like, no, it's not. But it's fun. So I go to work and I have fun. And I went the first time I did it. They invited me back. And each time they invited me back, the more comfortable I became. And I did not think I was going to get it. I mean, I was hearing that, you know, Neil Patrick Harris or... um, Nicholas Shea or Jerry O'Connell, all these guys who grew up in the business were going to get the job. So I'm sitting over there going I do not look like them. I do, not, um, I do not come from the background they come from in the TV business. They all have relationships with Kelly as friends. I had met her once before many years ago and I didn't consider us to be friends. So I didn't think I had a shot. But every time they called me, I'd say, great, it's an experience that I can use to do this show that helps me get more comfortable in front of a camera so that if I have another opportunity outside of this show, I can take advantage of it. And they picked me. I, they just, they picked me. They felt that she was comfortable, the show was doing well when I would go on, and they saw that I was game for anything because, you know, I don't care. I've had that macho moment as a football player where I put on the pads and I run into grown men and get up and look at them and go, what? You know, I've done that. So I don't have anything to prove, no macho them about me. So I'll dress up as Oprah in the Halloween episode. I don't care. You get a car. You get a car. I mean, it, it, who cares? It's, life is fun. It's fun. You're supposed to enjoy it. All right, so I'm going to ask
0: you one more question, and then we'll let some of these guys ask some questions. What's next? What's
1: the next big Goal. I, do, I still do a lot of things. People, you know, think I just do the TV shows. Now I, I wake up and I go to GMA at 5-something in the morning. Then I drive from GMA and I go uptown and I do live. And that's Monday through Friday. And GMA is two days of the week. And then on Fridays starting September, I fly out here right after shooting the show. And I have Saturday to study up. And Sunday, I'm in Fox from 5.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Then right after that show, 6.30, I want a plane back to New York to land at 3 a.m. to get up and go back to live and do another live show. So that that cycle is what people see. But I have a production company. We have um, documentaries. We have other TV shows. We have a management company. Myself and my business partner, when I say we, Constance, um, we manage Deion Sanders. We manage Tony Gonzalez. We manage Aaron Andrews. We manage Wiz Khalifa. So, yeah, we gotta... Get y'all laughing at Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so we, it, it's... I have businesses outside of my business. I wrote a book called Wake Up Happy. I have a, a clothing line I'm in a partnership with JC Penney. You know, I just try to enjoy and just do things that I like to do and have fun with. And who knows what sky's the limit, man. Sky's the limit.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. All right. Um let's grab some microphones and we'll do like three or four questions. Right here. Stand up and tell Michael who you are.
1: Hello, Mr. Michael Schrader. My name is Noah Hughley. And at LEAP, we're taught to find our purpose and find what it is that we like and what we're here for and why we're so, such a special individual. I want to ask you, what is your purpose? My purpose? You know, I, I think my purpose, and I've, I've, I've thought about this, because when you have so many good things happen to you in your life, you start to, you start to go, why me? And 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 I still do that at times, but sometimes you just have to say, "Why not me?" And I honestly think my purpose is to, is inspirational, to let people understand that you're not in a box, that you're not subject to being, you're not what you do. So you're not just a football player. And it used to used to bug me when I used to see people, and they said, "Oh, you're that football player." And I would it would just I don't know why it would bother me because I'm a person and not. The object of what I do, but I think my purpose now is to go. Oh my goodness! Oh, I thought he was at football. But he's not. He's. Oh, I, I didn't see you in that way, and so it's kind of opens up the idea that people can do more than one thing, and that's the thing I get mostly from a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of athletes. Yesterday, when you opened up so much, because now people don't see us as just an athlete. And hopefully that goes outside of sports, but for you as well, even if it's just in your own mind to open it up that if you want to do one business, but you also have an interest in another business, watch what's saying you can't do both. Don't think that you have to always just do one thing and everybody trying to put you you in that box to say that's the only thing you can do. You can do anything you want. Just don't let anybody limit you. You limit yourself more than anybody else ever will.
0: Hi, Mr. Shahan. My name is Skylar Washington. I have two questions for you today. Oh, boy. I'm scared. It's okay. So my first one is, being a big star that you are, I've watched um, some Jimmy Kimmel Live videos on YouTube, and there's one of mean tweets. And although those are really funny, and I saw you read one of those, and they're really funny, but how do you deal with something like that and avoid being heard? The
1: the tweets and all that? Um, I mean... I had to, and I had to learn because now is a totally different thing—the electronic age with Twitter and Instagram—and you share what you want to share. I don't believe in being too open, you know. I, I think that you you give what you want to give, but I don't want you know everything about me. And you're always going to have people going to tweet things like that. Now I look at it as if, if it's done to get a reaction, yeah. so I just don't react to it. And Jimmy's show was funny. And that tweet was funny, I will say. And the tweet, you want to know what the tweet was? Y'all want to know what the tweet was? All right. Jimmy Kimmel, you got to read these mean tweets about yourself. And it said, Michael Strahan's teeth are like a high school dance. Boys on one side of the room, girls on the other. <laughs> I got to say, that I, uh, trust me, I I do read mean tweets and I laugh. Believe me, that's funny. I can laugh at that.
0: Um, And then my next question is: Here at Leap, we learned um, this thing called DISC, where you were talking about it earlier. How you talk to your football player, the people on your football team, in different ways. And so for DISC, D stands for dominant, I stands for intellectual, S stands for steady, and C stands for compliant. Compliant. Which one would you say that you are?
1: Mm. Why can't I be all (laughs) four?
0: I think you are. Man, actually we all four. i have to tell you a funny story so the first time michael comes in i said can i can i fix out that, that gap he goes what do you mean fix it that's my money maker <laughs> so i said let's just do something fun so we made him a third tooth that
1: he sticks in there when he wants I'm to just play around a with fake people Tooth, ah. really, it's it's so a fake to tooth you don't need everybody to put a whole another tooth in there <laughs> but i you know i use it too I use it whenever we are on live. Whenever we do um, our Halloween show is like a big. We shoot for like a month of like we have Taylor Swift come on and be a part. We have everybody comes on and, and is a big part of it. We dress up in whoever is the top like pop culture person at the time, and so I have to pop it in so it looks like I have. There's no gap. You can't tell it's me. So it's, thank that. you very much for your joke. Your joke comes in handy.
0: It was good. All right, right here. Hi, my name is Evan Brock, and I was just wondering, like, here at LEAP, we kind of go over mentors. Who has been your mentor that you've, like, grown up and wanted to be like? Hmm.
1: Good question, Evan. You know, as, as a uh, professional athlete, there was always, like, Reggie White and Bruce Smith and all these guys on the field, Lawrence Taylor on the field. Off the field, you know, my dad was just an honorable person. My dad was a major in the Army, uh, paratrooper. So it was always about working hard and just um take advantage of your opportunities and don't don't ask for anything, go out and work for it. And I think my dad just he was my mentor in his work ethic and his the way that he thought about everything. And I didn't want to disappoint him. I didn't want to disappoint my mom. So those were like the people who drove me. And and I just want you all to know that and, and this is something that even adults need to understand and, and something I always try to keep in mind, even with my own, with my kids at their age, you can always learn and be mentored. And somebody can always be somebody you aspire to be, even if they're younger than you. I think as, and sometimes you say, well, that person's younger. They don't know what I know. I've been around the block. The second you think you know everything, is the second that you're, you're done. you got to always be willing to learn. And, I, and, and as a football player, I had to learn from an O.C. Umanior or Justin Tuck or all these young guys who came in and played after me because... They would do things that just amazed me, and I wanted to learn how to do those. So I, they became mentors to me in a certain way, even though they were younger. And in, in TV or in business, it's the same way. A lot of people just understand something better. It's another side of way of looking at things. So don't ever think that you have one mentor, and that's always who I'm going to be like, because those things change. It may be somebody, uh, your, your peer, maybe, some, maybe your little brother who does something that sparks something in you. And um, just always be open to just receiving any information or inspiration from anybody out there regardless of of who they are.
0: Okay, we have time for one more because he's got a fly out. Go ahead.
1: Hello, Mr. Strahan. My name is Christian Stone and my question is how do you define success? Success to me is being happy. Not money. It's not um, any of that stuff. I mean, that's great. Believe me. But... Success is about waking up and, and, and wanting to get out of the bed, wanting to do what you're going to do, wanting to be around the people you're going to be around and and and, and having the control over that. That that's success to me. And to be able to come in here and sit in a room with all of you and and you all are receptive and you all are you know really into that success because um you know I, 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 I'm so appreciative of every opportunity that I get to to do this because I don't get to do this very often. I don't have time, but it's great to come here and see that the next generation is eager and hungry, and you're leading the way. And you told me about this program years ago, and now to actually come see it is like wow. The doc was telling me the truth.
0: I, you know, it was just it was just really lucky too because he was in my office, and I asked him about this date. He said, you know what? I actually will be in LA that day, so we were able to to work it out. Well, look at I I can't thank you enough for being there. Let's give him a big round of applause. Thank you very much, everybody. I
1: know you've Is been here all we week. Get? Come on, you guys. I know you've been here all week. Thank you all. I hope you all had a great you all had a great week, and I know you finish up and leave tomorrow. So safe travels to everybody. Thank you.
0: To learn more about the LEAP Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the LEAP Foundation, on Instagram at LEAP Foundation, and on Twitter at LEAP Los Angeles.